Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Back on another edition of Speed Streets, episode 33, I believe, of Speed Streets. Uh, happy to be here. It is uh, still halftime, halfway through the IndyCar season. Connor's been traveling a whole bunch per usual. Uh, I have not. I've been seeing movies. I've been uh, watching the new Top Gun and going to see it again because I thought it was awesome. We'll talk more about that. Uh, but thanks for being here with us. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, download at Speed Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Per usual, I'm Joey Molinero, and I got with me uh, my good buddy, now a national, nationally televised uh, color commentator, Connor Daly. What's happening, my man? Not a lot. Well, actually, a lot. I, I shouldn't say not a lot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, it's been an exciting couple days. Uh, instead of driving, we, uh, got a microphone in, in hand, uh, or a headset on, um, I got some free CBS polos, uh, which is really exciting. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously an interest, like it doesn't really feel like a summer break because it was like a, a weekend off, but like NASCAR also had the weekend off or the cup series at least. So like we were down in Pensacola and, you know, Chase Elliott was down there as well with, with Bill Elliott, his dad and. Uh, it was kind of cool to just like have have an off weekend to go do like experience something else, and um, you know I hope uh, I hope people who enjoyed the SRX race, uh, you know, watch it again this weekend because we're I'm going to be back in the booth for uh, South Boston as well uh, this coming Saturday. So, what, did you watch the race at all, Joey? I did. Yeah, I watched it uh, from downtown Indianapolis at Ralston's. Uh, right there off Mass Ave. I'm sure that you oh, know yeah. about that place. Great spot down there on Mass, uh, Massachusetts Avenue. And so, yeah, it was a group of about six of us. And I actually, you know what I did? You'd be proud of me. It was 8, a, or 8 p.m., not 8 a.m. That would be a problem if I was drinking that early on a Saturday. But it was 8 p.m. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, we got to get it on. So I tracked down our, our bartender, our waitress. I said, hey, can we turn it on CBS? Yeah, just a big CBS. We got the SR race, SRX race on. We got Connor Daly on the call. We need to have this on the TV. And uh, so she went and luckily obliged. And we got it on in pr- plenty of time. And it was just actually right in time for the, the feature on Marco Andretti at his place with Sage Karam uh, to be on. So we had that fired up at Ralston's and uh, was tuning in with uh, our buddies and everybody else out there playing darts. So it was a great Saturday night. And uh, hey, how about a little IndyCar representation, not only in the booth, but all the comes with the win. Yeah, it was good. Uh, IndyCar was um, was doing quite well in the SRX series over the weekend. Um, honestly, some of the battles were were fantastic, really, between Elio and Tony Kanaan. I mean, two two legends of our sport, of course. But uh, but yeah, they were really they were really showing it to the NASCAR guys over the weekend. So. Uh, I'm sure that'll be different per weekend as every track changes a little bit. Um, but it was, it was a cool format. Once again, I thought there was like, there was some really good racing and it's a half mile oval. And, I, and they, they let me drive one of the cars actually before the, 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 the race, all, all the race activities started. So I did get to drive one of these SRX wagons and uh, you know, a no, no big deal, but we did get in there and we were about eighth quickest uh, in, of the practice times in the first session. So that felt good to be able to jump in and be somewhat competitive. Um, but it was, it was a great car to drive. It's got a ton of power, uh, but it doesn't necessarily, it's, it's definitely like a mix between like a, a stock car, but like a, a more sportier version. 
Um, you know, obviously a certain amount of downforce. Um, but yeah, a really interesting feel. Like I like it, it, it like the t- the tires were going off because it was quite hot. Uh, probably the hottest I've ever been at a racetrack. I think it was like 110 degrees. It was absolutely absurd. Like, and, and yeah, it just made for an interesting feel for a car. Now, I guess I can add that to the, to the repertoire of, of vehicles that I've driven and, uh, I've got, uh, photos to prove it. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll let me race one someday, but, uh, for now we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it on the mic and try not to say anything stupid on live television. Yeah, I was going to say, did Smoke get a chance to see you out there ripping some laps? Did you get to put it down for him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I went out right after everyone finished their practice uh, just to steal a few laps, did about six laps. And um, it was great to see everyone, honestly. Tony Stewart is a legend. That, that guy's got an incredible personality. Had had lunch with him there. and I mean, I, I went over to Bobby Labonte as well, who obviously, like, any, like Bobby Labonte, Ken Schrader, um, all these guys, Bill Elliott, I'm 99 and a half percent sure Bill Elliott had no idea who I was at all, <laughs> even though I was like wearing a CBS shirt. Uh, and I went up to him. I was like, hey, man, great to see you again. Like, I've raced an Xfinity car against him as well at Road America. So it was quite funny to um, to, to see that. But uh, Bobby Labonte, I was like, hey, man, great to see you. He's like, uh, I said, I'm Connor Elliott. He's like, oh, I know. I mean, but I, I, I mean, you might not know who I am. I was like, Oh, Bobby, I definitely know who you are. I was like, there's no way I don't know who Bobby Labonte is. I was like, I I thought that was one of the funniest things ever. And honestly, I haven't really got to talk to him much, but one of the nicest dudes, I think, out there and like really cool to talk to. And then Ken Schrader, he was also a NASCAR legend as well, who I remember watching growing up for years. And, uh, And he's like kind of the test driver for the SRX series. So talking to Ken Schrader about how the car feels and kind of having like a little technical... Uh, a little technical debrief with him was um, was just was awesome because I know my family at home are big Kenny Schrader fans, and uh, and it was it was just something where you know I, I, I said several times in the broadcast too that championship is so unique because yes some of the drivers are older right they're they're veterans they've won everything ever um, but they like there's they're just such great human beings overall like it's like wow these guys are the guys bill elliott bobby labani michael walter uh-huh. i mean they're, they're names that you're not gonna not know you know what i mean if you've spent a little bit of time around you know any form of racing so such a cool environment like i can't wait to you know get you know get to the next one and, and talk to those guys even a little bit more because it's a one-day show so it all happens real quick and uh and that's it's kind of nice but uh you know it also you know the day's over before you know it yeah, I was going to say, you're mentioning about those names, and obviously we well-documented this throughout this show, um, you know, with me being newer to motorsports, but even when I wasn't really into motorsports, Michael Waltrip, Bobby Labonte, Bill Elliott, all those are names that even as somebody who didn't follow, it was like, yeah, I, I know those names. I know of those people. I know that they race cars. I know that they're really good at it. So even to the most casual of casual who didn't follow, those are huge names. I mean, I, I really would love to see eventually, like, I don't know if there's even any way possible, but I want to see someone from Formula One in there at the same time. I want to see like a very much Ooh. like an IROC. There was used to be a series called the IROC series back in the day. And, um, and they had so many different drivers from different areas of the sport. Like I would love to see them get a Formula One driver over, whether it's, you know, a currently successful one, which will never happen. But, uh, but when they mix in the, the ringer drivers, like from the local tracks as well, I think that's yeah. awesome. Giving these people such a, a huge shot at, uh, at going up against, you know, some of the best to ever do it in both open wheel and, and the, the stock car scene. Um, I mean, I, like, I, I would love to see Lewis Hamilton do it. I would love to see, even if he, even when he retires, I would love to see Kimi Räikkönen do it. Like Kimi's now coming over to do a NASCAR, a NASCAR event. With, uh, mm-hmm. with track house, I was like, get him in an SRX car too. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. everyone there at the series is like super into the show and super into making it, you know, really entertaining. And I really do think if they can spice it up with, with even more drivers like that, um, it'll keep drawing people's attention. And I like right now they've got a great mix of IndyCar and NASCAR and some local, you know, local favorites as well. 
Uh, and even some youth when Haley Deegan comes in and Chase Elliott, Ryan, Ryan Blaney and Dave Blaney, when they do it, like that'll be awesome. Ernie Francis was there this weekend. Ernie Francis as well, who I talked to for the first time and, and uh, good guy. I really, really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, he had a lot of bad luck in the events on Saturday night, but, yeah. uh, but he's obviously, you know, on the IndyCar ladder now as well with, um, with force Indy uh, and Indy lights. And so it, it was, it was just, it was just fun overall. And if you haven't given that championship a shot, you know, it's pretty easy to find six weeks in a row on CBS, like primetime Saturday night. Uh, and I will be commentating on this one this weekend in South Boston coming up and the Nashville race as well. Cause obviously we have mid Ohio next weekend, uh, which we're all very excited about, but, uh, but yeah, on the off weekends, we're going to do a little, uh, racing commentary. I think Bobby Labonte, like, I don't know if it's just because of Talladega Nights and Ricky Bobby, but Bobby Labonte is just such a pure – I mean, he was born to be a NASCAR driver. You're not named Bobby Labonte and going and pushing pencils, you know? Exactly. Bobby and Terry Labonte. I mean, talk about a family <laughs> of absolute icons. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So right away, you just know that that guy's a racer. Uh, I saw somewhere actually on Sunday that now because Elliot won that race, he's going to get to run the Daytona 500. Is this confirmed? Yeah. I don't know. That was an interesting. He said it in his interview post race that uh, the CEO of the series, um, Hawk, they call him. Uh, he, I guess, made a deal with Elio, or there's like some under the table deal that Elio. Uh, I, I don't know if it was the Daytona 500, but he made a he made a reference to like, if I won a race, I would get to do a NASCAR race, and so I don't I don't know what that means. Exactly. But um, it certainly perked up my ears a little bit. I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. And I think Elio seemed quite excited about it as well. So who knows? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. We're going to have to, Ben, do you know anything about that? I don't. They um, basically just said he bought like an airline ticket like the night before because he wasn't on the original um, yeah. entry list. Like the night before came down or something like that. Now it's done like the Today Show or something. Do you guys remember that? That's yes. Know, so but. What was interesting about that is I heard Elio basically just text the CEO of the series and was like, Hey, uh, I don't see my name on the entry list, but I'm on a flight down there. And so <laughs> oh, <man>. overnight, <laughs> overnight, they actually stickered up a car and, and built one of the spare cars for Elio. So like he, he was not supposed to do that race or, or he, they forgot that he was going to do it because like realistically, he, he could do it. Obviously we have an off weekend and in, you know, July 3rd, we're racing in Ohio. So Elio definitely can't do that one. So I think there was a bit of a miscommunication on which events he could do. And he literally was on a plane and they prepared a car overnight um, for Elio the next day. Cause they're not supposed to have 13 cars. They're supposed to have 12. So that was a lucky, a lucky extra addition for Elio Castroneves. And that was, um, I would say one of the funniest things that I heard that morning. <laughs> wow. Well, typical Elio fashion goes out there and wins a dang thing. So exactly. Hey. And if he runs the Daytona 22. 500. I think that'd be great. Exactly. I, I, I agree as well, but I also, I also would like to, to make a comment on a lot of people were, uh, were not, not necessarily throwing shade, but uh, saying that I, I was not in a suit and I understand that I made comments on this podcast about maybe wearing a suit and maybe even wearing jorts, but it was so hot at this event. Like I brought a suit. I had my suit there. It was, it was, it was hanging on the little hanging on the thing that in the makeup room with the lady in there getting ready to do some work on all of us. And, uh, it was, it was too hot. There was like, there's no way as a human being, like I've never seen drivers, look like they were that dead after a race ever. Like those heat races were crazy with the sun up still. It was like, it was so hot that even Elio, the ultimate athlete that he is and Tony, they were like, they looked like they were dying. So it, it was actually very similar in the TV booth because there was no air conditioning there either. So they were literally heat races. They, we, they yeah, were what they're called. Exactly. So we had made a plea to CBS and we said, Hey, can we please just wear the polos and some nice pants because it, we might die or look like we're sweating like absolute savages in the TV booth. And thankfully the folks at CBS sports let us wear these nice polos. So 
I, I understand that there were some, uh, you know, there were some words being thrown around about me not wearing a suit, but uh, I will, st- I still have the suit ready to go for this weekend. So we'll see what the weather's like. And maybe we jump into a suit this weekend. Who knows? But it wasn't like you didn't wear the suit and Alan wore a suit. You were both wearing the polo. You had, you, you, you're matching. You were fine. If you would have been wearing the polo and Alan would have upped you and done the suit, then I can understand people griping. But if you're a tandem and the broadcast partners go in and on it together, it's a fair game. Yeah, we look good. I, th- I think Alan did a great job. We, we went up there. We were matching. We were a couple sports analysts and um, it felt good. I'm not going to lie. I, I, uh, I enjoyed talking about racing. Like it's part of the reason why I guess we have this podcast too, is like, it's fun to be able to chat about something that you know about. And also, you know, with this championship in particular, like I got to talk to Tony Stewart while he was racing under green. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a creative way to uh, bring motorsport to, uh, you know, maybe a new fan base, but also, uh, you know, a, a, a general motorsport fan as well. But yeah, like it was so cool to be able to talk to Tony Stewart, middle of the race, ask him how he's doing, maybe throw a little shade at some other drivers and uh, and create some entertainment. Did you feel like you got out of there without pissing anybody off? I know last week you were like, I- I'm a little worried while it's under green. Maybe I kind of rubbed somebody the wrong way. Did you feel like you cleared that okay? Oh, I, yeah, I thought it was all right. We'll see. I mean, uh, made a couple little jokes. Here and there, um, I, I didn't get anyone to hate anyone yet on the broadcast, but I'm, I hope that I hope that improves in the next race. I really want to like key up to someone on the radio and be like, "All right, so who are our enemies?" And someone immediately just start ripping someone to shreds right out in front. Of, like I just can't wait for that to happen. So yeah, it was uh, it has not happened yet, but I will still be teeing up every single one of these drivers that I talk to to try to maybe stir some uh, stir some anger with the other folks. The uh, the Greg Biffle comment was great. That was uh, <laughs> played over really well. Um, you know, I thought that showed showed the national audience, you know, CD's personality, and then people, you know, got it. Greg Biffle driving the sixty nine ride. You got to make a comment about it, and and you Absolutely. did in a nice, tasteful way. Yeah, you, know? you didn't say, "Oh, sixty nine, nice." You, you yeah. went you went further than that. You you yeah. went you you graduated from middle school and you went to high school on that. That was good. And it flowed together well. I sometimes I, I if I start to say things, I might confuse a word or or, or you, everything. I mean, you get it, Joe. It's all about the delivery. If you deliver the words correctly, they sound much better than when you stumble up, upon it. So, oh yeah, it's uh, it's all about the delivery. And I'm gonna keep working. I'm gonna keep working on it and see what happens. Better boy. Can we get? I forgot to mention it last week. Can we get some like nod to the podcast? And to the to the podcast listeners, it doesn't have to be direct. You don't have to throw out a promo. You don't have to say on my podcast Speed Street. And I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I think there needs to be like a, a little code word, code sentence in there that for people who are watching this Saturday in South Boston, we can all do the Leo DiCaprio meme where you lean up from the seat <laughs> and you point the TV because it's like, ah, oh, he's talking about us. He's talking about the podcast. <laughs> You know what? I don't know. Maybe maybe we just have to like. I mean, our podcast is called Speed Street, right? So like, there there could be a clever way to be like, oh man, it looks like he's uh, living on Speed Street tonight, and it's like ha ha ha, and like a big wink. I don't know. I do like that. That yeah, see, man, it's not you know, it's not like we're called you know the Fox Jumpers or something. Like yeah. it's a pretty pretty easy. Uh, in, a, in the motorsport world, a way to work something in. I, 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 I was thinking of some things in my head, but I, I think I might put it out there. Maybe we'll cut this clip. We can put it out there on social and kind of let the audience decide a unanimous what we can come up with for Connor in a reasonable way. Again, this is CBS. It's family friendly. It's national TV. Be able yes. to give us a little wink and nod uh, on South in South Boston on Saturday night. The one thing I'm very interested in getting your opinion on is um, do we think Mario Andretti is too old for the SRX series? Because I want, I think because Marco is in there, I would love to see Mario jump in as well for a weekend. Like I think that would be such a cool story. I don't know if he's up for it, but like, he's obviously still driving the two seater. Right. But like how, how, I don't know. Is he too old? I don't know. 
I don't think I, I I would never put anything past Mario Andretti in a in a in an automobile. Uh, that's just me personally. I know you wouldn't either. I, I you know with the heat like that, that does feel like a bit of a concern. I mean Mario, I think he's in his seventies at least. You know, I mean he looks great. He looks great, but just like when it yeah when it comes down to it, uh, the heat of like one hundred and thirty degrees, like it was in the car down in Pensacola, that would be rough. Now what I think would be super cool that you mentioned that is I know at the Georgia race, Bill Elliott and Chase Elliott are racing against each other. I don't know if Mario is going to be doing his duties that weekend for the fastest seat in sports, but if not, that would be cool to have Bill, Chase Elliott, Mario, Marco, Andretti. I know it's father-son as compared to grandpa and, and, and grandson, but those are four huge names in there that would be fun to watch. I mean, even Michael. Like I, we, everyone, everyone keeps forgetting – like, what if Michael went out there as well? Like, I think that would be awesome. Like, I, I don't know. There, there's something about it. Like, when you see Ryan Blaney and Dave Blaney and Chase Elliott and Bill Elliott, you know what I mean? Like, there's all kinds of different ages. But um, I think that would be – I think that would be really fun to see. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, you know, they're, they're focusing on other things. But Mario would be a real legend. I think he'd be great, too. I think that's <laughs> – I think he'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. He'd be a great interview. It would be a lot of fun. I mean – I'm always just so thankful that I didn't end up puking on the back of Mario Andretti's head at uh, Nashville last year when I, the drizzle saved my ass and I didn't have to get in the back of the two-seater ride uh, after a, a, an incredibly long night of um, bever- adult beverages down there in Nashville for the IndyCar race last weekend. Uh, or not last weekend, last year. But, uh, yeah, I, that's all I ever think about now when I think about Mario Andretti is, one, legend, two, I didn't throw up on the back of his head, so this is great. That's really important, honestly. You don't want to be the guy that uh, that vomits on Mario Andretti. That's just that's just something that you can't have on your resume. Yeah. So for new listeners and Ben, I, I don't, yeah, there's no way you've heard this story before. But last year, the IndyCar, the inaugural Music City Grand Prix in Nashville with IndyCar, I'm down there with a bunch of my boys. It's a huge weekend, obviously. But on Friday, IndyCar had set it up to where I was going to do a two-seater ride around the track with Mario Andretti driving. Perfect. Of course, stay out very late the night before, as one does in Nashville, feeling like absolute ass the next morning. I'm talking to Connor Daly and his lovely mother right before I'm getting in there. I have this fire suit on, and I literally just say, excuse me. I haul ass to the uh, porta potty down there, yak everywhere, and then I'm waiting, still not feeling well. And the drizzle comes down, and they cancel the two-seater ride. And I was just about to get into the car with Mario Andretti. And I was upset because I wanted to do it, but I was more relieved than anything. So, Nashville, that's what happens. And, Connor, you're going to be doing the SRX race in Nashville, which is great for you because not a lot of towns like that place, man. Yeah, and it's – you know what is is fun about – Going to Nashville and, and uh, not like I'm not going to be racing that weekend. I'm just going to be commentating. So realistically, I might, you know, get on the throttle myself uh, in the city after the after the Saturday night event. Maybe even maybe even go down Friday night and have a couple beverages. Who knows? Do some, Push that sucker down, man. Yeah. Do some market research before we go there in August. Um, you know, it's it's a great city. Uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens, but that Nashville event, I tell you what, I'm very excited for that because old Joe, Joe Newgarden is going to be down there too, Papa Joey. And, uh, and he's going to be competing in the SRX series as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. It will be something to look forward to for sure. Of course, this weekend, Connor back on the call with Alan Bestwick, CBS national TV, and uh, South Boston for SRX week two. Very much looking forward to it. All right. So last week, man, I mentioned off the top of the show, me and, me and the wife went and saw Top Gun, the new one. Top Gun Maverick. It was everything everybody said it was. It was exhilarating. You're on the edge of your seat. You got, you're, you're leaving there with your hands all sweaty and pruney because you're just you're nervous the whole time. Miles Teller, sexy. Tom Cruise was rocking it. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome film. Have you gotten a chance to see it yet? Oh, yes, of course. I, I went and saw it two days after the Indy 500. We got out there. We, we rented out 12 seats in an IMAX theater. Me, Alex Rossi, Hinchcliffe, uh, a bunch of the boys here in Indy. Uh, and we, I mean, it was, it was the greatest cinematic experience I think I've ever been a part of. Uh, I, 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 I want to go see it again. I, I, I don't know if it's weird to go to the movies by yourself now, but like as a 30-year-old man, but like I, I will definitely do that. Like I, I want to go again, and I want to see it in IMAX again. 
And I might, I, like, we left that theater saying, like, is there another showing that we can go to tonight? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was that good. And I'm not, it wasn't even, you know, the original, you know, my father-in-law and mother-in-law were like, oh, you have to, it's a great idea. And I was like, okay. It was so 80s. I was like, okay, I understand it for those, that generation. For me, it was just kind of like, eh, all right. This one was absolutely sick. I mean, the, the, if you're, even if you're not into the, the storyline, the love story, whatever, the, the flying alone, all of those, it, it, it makes it worth it a hundred thousand percent. But I texted Connor and Ben. Yeah. No, you know, what's funny about all the flying and stuff like that, having been a part, like sponsored by the U S air force the last few years, like I did get to ride in, in those planes. And so like a lot of that filming that they did of like the facial react, like that was all real. Like I have footage of like my face also melting at like nine G's as well. Like, that's why it was so fascinating because it was like, it was the legitimacy of it was just so cool. Like that, that was like, I was obviously very lucky to ride it with the Thunderbirds and the Viper demo team. Uh, when, when I was, when we were partnered with the air force and like, I get it. Like, I was like, Oh man, like, like you could tell that there was sort of like genuine fear in some of their faces during those shots because like, Oh yeah. They were actually in real planes getting their heads ripped off almost by the G-forces. Yeah, that clip that's going around of Miles Teller like doing it on the podcast where he's like <laughs> and he's oh, like yeah. reenacting how they're doing it. Like, yeah, that was that, 100% that was real. That's what made it so authentic, so great. Uh, it was awesome. But we texted in the group chat this week. We talked about the show. I was like, look, we don't have a race to preview. You know, it's, it's, it's the bye weeks here for IndyCar and for really motorsport in general. Why don't we do call names of IndyCar drivers? Call signs. Said, Let's do it. Call signs. Yep. Of IndyCar drivers. So what we did, me and Connor split it up. We just did 10 and 10 apiece. All right. Didn't want to drag on too long. And that wanted to be even. So we did 10 and 10 apiece. Do you want to start off? Yeah, let's go one for one. I'll do one and you do one. How about that? Yep. 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 All let's right. do it. So- start us off. So first on my list uh, was uh, Felix Rosenquist, uh, driver of the number seven uh, McLaren uh-huh. McLaren wagon. Um, it's it would be easy to do something about being Swedish, right? Yeah. But Rosenquist, I went with. There's a I don't know if this is true or not, but there, there might be a Call of Duty character named Rose R O Z E, not like Rose, like young lady Rose, but like rose for felix rosenquist so that's what i went with for felix like 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 he wrote he rose above sort of but like just yeah i don't know rose like that's our guy and then and then if you're making fun of him you're like well there's rosie you know what i mean i don't know right yeah no it makes sense it goes with the rosenquist rose yeah i like it uh secondary i had a secondary one rattlesnake (laughs) (laughs) okay that was a backup name that I had for Felix. Sure. Yeah. No, I had a few of those where I needed to, I needed to do that. All right. I'll start. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Jack Harvey. This is one of them where I kind of had a backup kind of, kind of one A and one B name here. Jack Harvey call sign. You saw his helmet for the Indy 500. We're going, we're just going geek. Okay. Geek. All right. I like that. G-E-E-K. He had the coolest Indy 500 helmet I've ever seen, being a huge Star Wars fan. You watch it on YouTube, which you can right now. I got the Imperial, um, you know, the, the, the battleground, the, the mainstay in the Imperial battleship uh, as my background here. So I'm with them. My 1B was like, okay, maybe if Geek is a little too straightforward, maybe he finds that harmful, I was going to go just Skywalker because you're flying. It's like Star Wars. Call him Skywalker. But that's my 1A and 1B for Jack. I don't have any other 1A and 1B besides that. I like I like Geek, honestly. That's that's strong because, you know what, some of these one-worders are great. And to be fair, I don't even know if you're allowed to have two-word call signs. I mean, we have Iceman, but, like, that, you know, there's – I don't know. They we'll kind of push it into one. That's my thought. Yeah, I was like, I think it's just a one, one and done. Well, I'm going to – we're going to probably ruin that whole deal. All right, all right. <laughs> But the next one's tough for me because uh, I have Alexander Rossi here. And there's really a lot of one words that I can use to describe Alex Rossi. But, like, I don't know what would be, like, a good call sign. Because, like, I don't, I don't want to say, like, Alexander Rossi 
and be like uh hates everyone you know what i mean <laughs> but <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that like i know that I, I love alex and alex alex loves his friends but it's it's hard to see him smiling sometimes so i went i i and i know that he likes bourbon so like i was like maybe we call him like the something to do with bourbon um but i've got three different names down for Ouch. Alex. I don't, because I kind of wanted to go, I wanted to call him Smiley, honestly. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to go Alexander Smiley Rossi because I like that. It's not really what he does, but yep. like that would be the joke behind it. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. But I've also got Ross Dog and the Bourbon the Bourbon Bomber. <laughs> that's what I that's that's my well one A and one B for Alex Rossi was Ross Dog and the Bourbon Bomber. Urban Bomber is stuff of legend, man. You know yeah. that guy. That guy's winning a medal of honor because yeah, he takes out a whole fleet of enemy ships. Yep, I like that. All right, I'll go. Uh, I'll go with the reigning Indy 500 champion. And you're right. You, you, you just like you said with Rosenquist. You know the Swedish stuff is is pretty easy right there on the table. Um, but you know, when I think of Marcus, I, I I think of a fellow like me, and I think of blue eyes. I think of blue eyes, and so we're gonna go with Marcus Erickson. We're gonna call him Blue Eyes, and it's gonna be B L U. It's gonna be all one word, but blue, and then they, like capital B, and then the eyes in the first I, capital I or capital E, excuse me. So blue okay. eyes, yeah, right. old blue eyes, Marcus. Yeah. Old blue eyes, white dragon, big Yu Gi Oh guys back in the day. Who knows? <laughs> That's you. I like that. Um, all right. Well, next on my list is uh, Scotty McLaughlin. Um, Scotty Mac. There's a lot of things you can do here with, with Mac. And um, I just went with Mac Daddy. Like, that's, that's what I went with. Scotty Mac Daddy McLaughlin. So, I like it. There was, a, there was a couple other things that I was thinking about. But you can't, like, you can't, you, I mean, Mac Daddy's a fun thing to say. Mac Daddy is a fun thing. He's got the... You know, he's a good-looking guy. He's got the he's got the accent. I know he's a married man, but I'm sure before uh, Mrs. Mrs. Mac, he was Mackin. You know, he was Mac Daddy. There you go. Makes he's sense. a man of the streets. Uh, staying with this year's Indy 500 theme, we're going to David Malukas, and I'm just calling him Rook. Okay. All right. Yep. R O O K. Rook or one B Roy, Rookie of the Year. That's it. I changed it. Oh. Roy changed it. Roy. <laughs> The undisputed rookie of the year, or <laughs> or the highly disputed rookie of the year for the Indy 500. I just changed it on the spot, Johnny on the spot. David Malukas is Roy, rookie of the year. There you go. I respect that. Um, I I took on um, Jimmy Johnson next. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, obviously an old wizard and a, a legend of the sport, uh, multi-time champion. And there was a word, the one word that stuck out to me that I I thought of as like a senior a senior position and I'm just going to call him Jimmy. Uh, he's going to be call sign uh, skipper. He's going to be a skipper. <laughs> so Jimmy, Jimmy is the skipper. I like that. Yeah. Well, at first when you said wit, like he's an old wizard, I thought you were going to maybe go with wizard. He's kind of got the gray, like Gandalf or <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi along those lines. Skipper. Skip, skipper works too. That's good. Yeah. I like it. It will go Joseph Newgarden. Uh, he's a new dad, uh, but Joseph is, you know, he 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 rides him well. He rides a car well. He's from Nashville. You know that you see a lot of honky tonk going on there. So we're gonna go uh, Joseph Callsign Cowboy Newgarden. He's just cowboy. <laughs> well, I mean, he has won at Texas before as well, and he wears that cowboy hat pretty strong. So I uh, I respect that. Yeah, my man, you're right. And then we haven't even talked about how he had to wear that cheese head. Did you see that photo from Road America? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they're they're really they're really getting after it out there in the uh, in the social media world and the YouTube uh, the YouTube game. <laughs> they threw the cheese head on him, and uh, you know our boy wears that well well too. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I'm getting into uh, the next one. I have Tatiana Calderon, who is a uh, driver for AJ Foyt Racing, nice. and uh, Tatiana used to be a teammate of mine. She drives an all-black race car, so I just went with the Night Fox. Tatiana Night Fox Calderon. I just – it just sounds cool. And if we want to, you know. Huh? 
like if you want to, you know, a lot of times like uh, ladies can be, you know, oh, it's a foxy lady, you know, like, you oh, she's, she's a fox. She's night fox. Night fox. That's a good one, dude. Hell yep. yeah. This next one might be my favorite one because it's strong. It's quick. It's simple. It's meaningful. I'm going with Al- defending IndyCar champ, Alex Plo. Alex call sign bull. Bull? B-U-L-L. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Spain's. It's it's the national animal of Spain. Oh, okay. Spain. All right. Bull. Now we're now we're getting cultural news that we didn't know that we uh, needed. I, this is why we wanted to split them up a couple yeah. days ago so we could do yep. a little of this research. Now it's, it's it's working out. It's playing well. Yep. All right. Well, we're getting to the next one here. Kyle Kirkwood for me, right? Rookie sensation. Um, Kyle Kirkwood, there's a lot of things I could have come up with here, but I just went with Woody. I just went with Woody. Kyle, Woody, Kirkwood. Yeah. I mean, that's when we're talking like realistic, you know, like what would be U.S. Navy or like a top gun, that, oh, yeah. that makes the most sense. Just Woody all day. And I he's, also he's hanging out with Top Gun, or he's hanging out with Ice, Iceman and Maverick, for sure. Exactly. And I also saw uh, the new Buzz Lightyear movie. I got to see an early screening of that. And so uh, that oh, Toy, nice. Story, Toy Story is fresh in my head. At first, I was like, is he a big Toy Story guy? I didn't. But then I just <laughs> realized his last name. So There's some weird. Okay. Yeah. This is another kind of play on here. Paddle Award, right? Very talented driver. Number five, Errol McLaren. He's a Mexican driver. He's from Mexico. But I'm going to call him Celtic because of award. It's a okay. little play on so because he's Irish. Yeah, because he's, 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 a, he's a Mexican fella. He's from Mexico. Uh, and, he, and he wears that with a lot of pride. But his last name's Award. So it's like instead of going with the Mexican way, you give him Celtic because that's <laughs> Irish. All right. I actually like <laughs> next up for me is uh, is Graham Rahal. I had two really that worked for Graham, but see Graham has like a good nickname that I remember because like I, I I've known Graham since I was like sixteen or like like even younger than that, and um, and they always called him Hammer, and so I I like I think that's a cool name. So I was like Graham Hammer Rahal. I also had this is a one A uh, cash because Graham is rich so. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I also had that. <laughs> he owns a lot of expensive cars and buildings and Dash, yeah, race teams. Hammer's pretty sick, though. That's not I bad. I do like Hammer. Yeah, I actually still call him Hammer, so I'm gonna keep going with that. Okay, let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put parentheses Hammer there for him. I'm keeping track here, so we can. <laughs> All right, uh, four more I think for each of us. I got Devlin DeFrancesco, the rookie, Andretti Autosport. For Devlin, I'm going with Devlin callsign Wrecker. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that, <laughs> that makes sense currently. You know, can, it just, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, words. yeah, he's a Wrecker's a popular Star Wars character now and uh, the Bad Batch, but also uh, Devlin DiFrancesco. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, I got uh, I got Christian Lundgaard next. I took a rookie on here. Uh, I call him Lundergardner Smithstein. Um, but uh, <laughs> this was kind of funny because, like, I don't know much about uh, Christian yet. Um, so I, I just his call sign is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I just went with Steve. Like, so that's Christian Steve Lundgard. <laughs> It's like uh, it's like spoilers for people haven't seen. It's like Bob. Yeah, exactly. Gun Maverick. Yeah. yeah, it's just that's Steve. hilarious, dude. Just just Steve. That's it. Yep. Uh, all right, I got young Colton Herda, uh, California kid. Young Colton Herda. I'm going with Sticks. S T I X. Okay. Yeah. Big musician guy. He's a musician guy. He's a drummer. He's got the drumsticks. He's he's a pretty skinny. Kind of a rail kid, yeah. Sticks, Colton Sticks, Herda. There you go. I'm yep. uh, I'm I'm going with. We'll, I've only got two more here, so. Yep, same. Willpower, obviously very successful, uh, but his uh, call sign is Billy Two Birds, because 
willpower, very famous for uh, throwing up the double birds uh, whenever possible. But really, uh, you know, several, several years ago, I think it was 2011 or 2010, where he threw the double birds up at race control. Um, and it was very, very famous uh, gift, very famous meme. Uh, so Billy Two Birds is, uh, is willpower. See, that's another one I like. You, you zigged when a lot of people would have zagged. You went with that instead of, you know, something with the eyes, right? Exactly. That would have been a good one, you know, but I like yep. it. Uh, all right, a couple more for me. Uh, Remus VK, your teammate. Yep. Um, I'm going with uh, Remus VK, Colstein Biker. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's, he's uh, had a tough time on the bike in the past. Few incidents, you know, on the bike, uh, riding along. At first, I was thinking rider, but then I said, nope, straight to it. We're going biker. There you go. Well, last one, Elio Castroneves, four-time Indy 500 champion. In some communities, three-time Indy 500 champion. But uh, Elio, I just went with Spider Monkey. That's uh, there's, there's no way around it. It's what he loves to celebrate. I saw him climb the fence over the weekend yet again. So uh, he's called Stein Spider Monkey. Nice. That's a that's a strong finish there for you. And my last one, <laughs> my last one is you. And oh. I've got I've got a couple. Okay. Interesting. Actually, no, I landed on one. <laughs> I landed on one. Um, for Connor Daly, you know, your name starts with a C. You're a man about town. Like to have a good time. So I'm going Connor Daly, call sign Chugger. Chugger. All right. Okay. <laughs> Chugging, baby. <laughs> I actually am not opposed to that at all. I, um, yeah, I, I would say that's not a bad one. I, 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 I enjoy doing that. It made me think quite a lot. And uh, if you feel like on the socials you want to throw in your own call signs for any of these guys as well, feel free to tweet them at us and, and, and tell us if we did an awful job or if we did a decent job. Uh, Billy Two Birds is definitely my favorite one. Uh, Billy Two Birds, See, I think and Daddy, are, and, Steve. and the Skipper, and the Skipper is my favorite. Steve, that's some great, that's some great Steve, comedic yeah. value there, bro. That 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 got me. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, please do tweet at us, send us on Instagram at Speed Street Pod at Connor Daily Twenty Two at Joey Molinero at Ben. You got to do it again, man. I can't ever the Neb Neb not law Neb not. Okay, Neb, not law. Neb underscore not law for Ben Wall. Yeah. We want to hear him. Uh, but, yeah, I was just sitting there watching it, and I was like, you got these incredible speeds, these Gs going on in the air, and it reminded me a lot of what you guys do uh, on the ground, right, on, on the oh, yeah. roads, on the ovals. And so I was like, we need to do this for IndyCar uh, because call, it's call, call signs, are, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Not even just all the, the flying and the action, but everybody's names. I was like, that's awesome how they get to do that. It's such a serious – everything on the line industry that they're in same with you guys. And then they have these, these nicknames that they all go by. I found it hysterical. I loved it. I agree. I think we need more of it. And uh, speaking of G forces, I, I want to get back into a little bit of formula one racing that took place this weekend. Cause we don't have much other racing to talk about the trucks raced at Eldora on dirt, uh -huh. but I did not get to see that. Um, so I don't want to make any comments because I didn't get to see it, but uh I did, I did watch the Formula One race. I uh, had a nice little, nice little afternoon brunch Formula One experience. I love when Formula One racing is on a weekend off and about two o'clock in the afternoon, which is very yeah. rare, very rare for us here in the States. But uh, I was at Marco Andretti's house on Sunday. We had a nice little uh, brunch and watch F1. Uh, and, and Montreal is a great track. Like there, it was a Canadian Grand Prix. Uh, one of my favorite tracks, honestly, I got to race there in formula Ford in 2007 as a support race for formula one. Um, so very, very many years ago. Um, but still to this day, one of my favorite experiences really at the racetrack. And, uh, and it was a great race, a lot, a lot of crazy weather throughout the weekend. Uh, you had Fernando Alonso on the front row, uh, with Max Verstappen. I, I, I'm a big Freddie Alonso fan. He's, uh, he's such a great driver and also, uh, a man who appreciates the Indy 500, obviously, as he's come over to run it several times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, ended up being a great race at the end between Carlos Sainz and Max Verstappen, just two guys absolutely hustling the cars at the end to try to, you know, to try to either hold off Matt or hold off Carlos or Carlos trying to pass Max. So 
it was a great race. And then Lewis Hamilton on the podium once again uh, was big for Mercedes. So there was a lot of cool stuff that I thought was going on there in that race. It was boring for a little while, as normal for Formula One. Um, but when it's a weekend off and you got motor racing to watch, um, you know, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. Yeah, I, I, I did the same thing, man. Um, and I've been, I've been pretty open about how, and, and I, I, sometimes I go over the top and I say I'm anti F1. I'm not anti F1. I just, I want to give the props to you guys that I think you deserve that should be on the same level, if not greater than what those guys do. And so that's why I kind of don't just buy in and, and get all in on this hype for F1. But I'm like you. I'm a race fan. We didn't have NASCAR. We didn't have any cars. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to throw on F1. And I, and, and, and I was watching that as well. Um, I didn't realize, because obviously I'm new to this, I didn't realize just how dominant Lewis Hamilton was at that track for <laughs> so long. They, yes, they showed the past winners, and I was like, my God. Yes. And I was there for when he won, uh, like I, I was like one of his first races or if not his first race was at like in Canada. And like, I was there for it. And I remember like how wild of an experience that was. And I, I actually used to go to the Canadian Grand Prix quite a lot when I was growing up as an aspirational racing driver. Um, and, uh, and it was a great time. Canadian race fans are really passionate. Obviously we're going to Toronto in the, in a couple of weeks time as well. Um, first time we back, we've been back in Toronto in you know, several years since pre COVID. So, uh, yeah, so Canada's getting back to it. Their, their races are fully back. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's great. So I, I, again, I, I enjoyed it. I think that track, honestly, that track is one that I wish was on the IndyCar schedule. I, I think it is a fantastic road course. I think we would race so well there also. Um, honestly, I think our race would be about really 10 times, not 10 times better than F1 there, but I would say it would be quite solid. So I, um, who knows, maybe, maybe in the future in my dreamland that will happen, but, uh, highly unlikely, but definitely a track that I wish was on the IndyCar schedule. You know, real quick before we hop into a little bit of the testing and then our 33rd and, and first full field entry of Ricky Treadway ran mini 500 drivers. Uh, we haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to get your thoughts on and It's a couple weeks old, but I haven't gotten a chance to get your thoughts on Max Verstappen's words about the Indy 500 and how he does not have any interest and he doesn't feel like he needs to risk his life. I, I'm interested to hear, cause I know that, you know, Max, and I know that you kind of grew up with him and everything and you have this world champion here and uh, somebody who is uber famous, uber successful, uber known. And he was very open and blunt about his thoughts on running the Indy 500. Well, yeah. I mean, I think those guys, like there's a lot of guys that have made those comments before kind of Lewis Hamilton's done the same thing. I mean, you just have to be like, realize that there's so much that they focus on to get to formula one, obviously formula one is formula one. There's no, there's no doubt about it being, you know, the world championship of, of motorsport. Um, and like, that's really gotta be your focus if you're over there. So, uh, I get it. I, I don't, I, I never like to see when they talk down about it because like, obviously ask Fernando Alonso how hard it is. Like he didn't come over and just win it. And you know, the guy didn't even make the race one year. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot there that I understand because look, they're focused on their goal. Try to be world champion. It is what it is. And I like Max. Like I know Max respects it, but I think, um, you know, I, I just, I just wish that there'd be less like demeaning comments towards like IndyCar and, and, you know, even Lando Norris the other day. And I like Lando. Like I literally was just talking to him yesterday, but like, he's like, Oh yeah. F1's much cooler than NASCAR and IndyCar. I was like, why do you have to say that? Like, what, what like what, what's, yeah. what's like, what, how does that help you? How does that help anyone? You know what I mean? So right. yeah. it's just kind of a shame to see that. happen. Did you ask him that? No, I didn't ask him that. I'm like, I don't really, I don't really care to stir up a bunch of, stir up a bee's nest. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that like, I, I wish we all helped each other a little bit more in motorsport rather than like trying to like separate the fan bases. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Do you what did, did you see what our buddy Alexander Rossi said about Max and his comments about the Indy 500? I did not. I did, I did not see that. No. He he. And again, I haven't got to ask you about it, but we were just talking F1, and since it's you know a little bit of downtime for IndyCar here, uh, Alex kind of came back in an interview, and he was asked about it, and he said, 
to him, it, the, the, the safety thing seems to be kind of a cop-out. Yeah, I mean... In regards it, to any 500. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because right now, our cars are so safe. Like, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a matter of, of safety. Because, like, look, that's what people were worried about. Fernando was worried about it, I think, at first, and then Jimmy. And then now, like, and even Grosjean was worried at first. Obviously, that's why he only did the road and street courses the first year. And now he's doing the whole season. So it, we've seen massive hits and massive accidents like this year. Jack Harvey hit the wall in Texas with 120 Gs or something absurd. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Roman Grosjean hit the wall at Detroit. That was a 100 G impact. Like, these are insane impacts. Formula One are, like, worried when they had, like, the Mick Schumacher crash was, like, 34 Gs or something like that or 40 Gs. I don't know. And it's like – that is minuscule compared to how we're hitting the wall and like everyone's okay. You know what I mean? So like, I, I don't think that, I think our cars are at the absolute pinnacle of safety and I don't think that, you know, that should be a, a complaint or, or, a, or, a, or a, a reason around, but I mean, again, everyone has to be comfortable doing whatever they want to be comfortable doing, but yeah, I still don't think the safety thing is going to be the, the thing that stops anyone. Gotcha. All right, man. Um, we had a lot of people testing. So even though we're not racing uh, for trophies, people are out there still getting work in, um, not in simulators on actual uh, tracks, Iowa being one of them. I know coming up on we're recording on Tuesday, on Thursday of this week, there will be oval testing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway with a handful of guys. Um, is this just kind of to keep you on your P's and Q's when you're doing this, especially with uh, Iowa coming up with two races there next month? You know what? I'm well. First of all, I'm very sad that I didn't get to test in Iowa this week. But uh, we were we were originally supposed to go to Iowa, but I guess there was a shortage of tires. I heard um, so there were 19 or 20 cars there, I believe, um, and we were going to be there. But now we test there July 7th, uh, so we we still do get to go to Iowa, thankfully. Um, and you know, it, it's a little bit closer to the to the date of the race, which is good. Um, but yeah, a lot of testing, and again. Penske really fast. Like Penske's always been fast at, um, at Iowa and we've seen it before, but, um, but I also know that they also had my setup from when we were on pole because, uh, my engineer, when I was on pole, uh, with Carlin is now at Penske on Joseph's car. And he was like, yeah, so we definitely have that setup." And I was like, Oh, all right, well, that's neat. So uh, <laughs> it was good. Good to see them, uh, success. Glad I can help out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it, it, it definitely wasn't all me. Cause when I was on pole, Joseph was right next to me so that they were not slow right. by any means. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a great race. I think everyone's pumped to get back to Iowa. Uh, but yeah, sure. Penske, Penske being strong means that Joseph Newgarden's out here probably, you know, I, I think Joseph Newgarden is the best bet outside of anyone at Ganassi to win the championship for sure. And, and then also we've got the Indy Grand Prix test, which I, which I believe is Thursday of this week. We're recording on Tuesday. So uh, I know my teammate Simona Di Silvestro will get to test out there, which will be really beneficial for her. Um, and I'm actually like, it's actually odd who gets to test there because I, I didn't, I don't know all the rules, but like, it seems like there's a lot of people testing there that I didn't, think we're allowed to test there so i i, yeah, I, I, mean, I, don't, I just because we also raced there in a, you know in in august again so i didn't i just don't i'm not really sure about the rules but i think there's like obviously six or seven cars that are testing there this week so i'll go out see what the team's doing with simona that's obviously a track that we've been you know very very strong at um so it'll be good to see her out there and, and there it's good to see that there's a lot going on clearly there's no actual vacation time for indycar teams <laughs> Right. Yeah. All right. So I got it up here. It's uh, Kyle Kirkwood, Pato Award, Felix Rosenquist, DiVincesco, Herta, Rossi, Grosjean, and uh, Di Silvestro. Yeah. So we got AJ Foyt, McLaren, Andretti, and um, Brett out there on Thursday at the yeah, end of the again, Speedway. I didn't know that all those people could, could test like that. So it's uh, it's just curious. I, I mean, maybe we have extra test days that we have we can use somewhere else. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Go tap into that. Uh, for our folks who are in the Indy area who are listening to the show, if you didn't know, you can go out there and watch from the turn two viewing mountains um, out there on Thursday. So that's available to you. I'm excited about that. Uh, let's see. I'm getting distracted here because I got emails about credential deadlines. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. So I'll leave that up. Perfect. I got to do that. Um, 
All right, man. Do you want to finish up with Ricky Treadway? Do we have anything else you want to get to? No, I think that was it. I think we got through a lot of good stuff today. So we're going to get into our uh, random Indy 500 drive. A very exciting segment, folks that are um, you know new to this. We are we are really getting after it. We're really trying to learn more about the history of motorsport. Um, and I believe this is our 33rd driver. As I look at the uh, the list right now, it is. Yep. Number 33. So I went with, um, I, I went to the 1967 Indy 500. Uh, 1967 was of course won by AJ Foyt. Um, but there was an interesting name that I had kind of recognized from the NASCAR world before, but I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's not the same name because in this race, Cale Yarborough is in this race and Cale Yarborough was a, was a big NASCAR race. Like we know that name from NASCAR. Mm-hmm. However, there's another driver who finished 27th named Leroy Yarbrough. So I don't know if they were just missing an A or it's a completely <laughs> different family, I think. So I did some research on Leroy, Leroy Yarbrough, and his, his real name is actually Lonnie, Lonnie Leroy mm-hmm. Yarbrough. And uh, he did race stock cars as well. Uh, won seven races in stock cars, apparently. Uh, and then has three Indy 500s. But this is kind of a wild story. I, and I did not know this at all. So Yarbrough, listen to this, was admitted to a mental institution on March 7th, 1980, after trying to kill his mom. So oh like, my God. What a wild, what a wild, like, what a wild turn of events. So poor Leroy uh, definitely had a bit of a, a rough a rough second half of, of life there. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Died in 1984. But, yeah, crazy, huh? Acc- my goodness. Acc- <laughs> accord- according to Wikipedia, yeah, this is late career not- in life. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. In three Indy 500s real quick. Yeah, he was 67 was his first one, 69, 70. Okay. But then, yeah, he was declining mental health, too many crashes, and quote, they sent him off the deep end. That's what that's not great. Ray Fox. That's what Ray Fox said. Too many crashes for him. So according to Wikipedia and late career in life, on a Thursday evening in February 1980, Yarbrough and his mother Minnie were watching TV together when out of nowhere, Yarbrough would say, quote, Mother, I hate to do this to you. Minnie replied, What do you mean? Yarbrough would proceed to strangle his mother, who was only saved by his nephew, who heard the screams and hit Yarbrough with a jelly bar on the head. Oh, holy jeez. This is wild. This is now uh, Unsolved Mysteries of, of Speed Street. <laughs> no joke, man. Well, I mean, beyond that tragedy uh, behind Lonnie Leroy Yarbrough, I don't know if you mentioned this while I was reading or not, 69 Daytona 500 winner. So in 1969, he won the Daytona 500, the Southern 500, and the World wow. 600. He was the first driver to ever win NASCAR's Triple Crown in 1969. There you go. He's wow. also named. He was. He's also named one of NASCAR's fifty greatest drivers in 1998, and he has three Indy 500 starts under his belt. See, that's it's just wild too, because like I looked through the list of drivers, and you see Cale Yarborough, and then I was like, okay, maybe this is maybe he's related to Cale Yarborough, but it's like it, there's just one less A, so it's, less, it's, oh. it's a different name. Yeah. So Cale is Cale Yarborough. Yarborough. Yes. And oh, yeah, then yeah. you have Leroy Yarborough. Yeah. So there's one yeah. less O. Yep. So that's our that's our history lesson for this uh for this week. That's wild. Holy smokes, man. That's uh, yeah, what a story. Stuff, but a nice find. But a nice find. Yeah. yeah, we might have to do I might have to do another dateline uh episode like I did for your hot tub, but do it on Lonnie yeah. there. So yeah, racing wow. dateline. All right. Uh Hagwa show in the books again. Um, thanks for being with us. Uh, so this weekend, Connor is back on the call with Alan Bestwick on CBS, nationally TV on um, at 8 o'clock, South Boston. Usually when those things get fired up there for the SRX series, I will be on a bachelor party in the Ozarks, which I'm very much looking forward to. If you guys have any tips, tricks about Lake of the Ozarks listeners out there, uh, hit me up with them because I've never been out there. Uh, big fan of the show, just haven't been there. So looking forward to that. Uh, be sure to follow us 
on socials at Speed Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. They were available on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Joey Molinero. There's a full Speed Street uh, playlist there. So uh, subscribe. You can watch along with us, have some fun. Uh, follow myself at Joey Molinero, at Daily 22 at Neb Notlaw. Good job. Yeah. Nice. For producer Ben, shout out to him as always. Uh, yeah, no Speed Street in the books. We got a full weekend this weekend, but then next week we will be back to preview the glorious race in Mid-Ohio, 4th of July weekend. Very much looking forward to that. Connor, anything before we get out of here? Nope. Watch on CBS Saturday night. Let's have a great time. Have a great time. All right, thanks, fellas. We'll talk to you next week on Speed Street. Big record Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Come on, bud. Dirty Mo. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it.